Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Into What If podcast, the podcast about all things paranormal, metaphysical, and spooky. Today, guys, I want to introduce you to some very intuitive tools that you already have. Are you ready? Let me introduce you to the Claire's clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience, clairaliance, and clairgustance. You may not have heard of the clairs. This might be the first time you've heard of these, but I bet you've heard of ESP, extrasensory perception, or you might have heard somebody say, I think that person has a sixth sense. Uh, Those are what they're referring to. The clairs are our psychic senses. Our clairs mirror our five physical senses. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching. They're how we interpret, how we intuitively interpret different energies. And fun fact, your strongest Claire is typically going to be the same as your preferred learning style. So if you're a visual learner, your strongest Claire, your most natural, the the Claire that you're most naturally strongest at, right? Uh, That comes the easiest to you. Maybe clairvoyance or clear seeing, um, or maybe like a hands-on approach You might find that clairsentience or clear feeling comes easily to you. Isn't that cool? I just think that's so interesting. Um, Of course, they're connected. That makes sense that our physical senses and our intuitive senses that there would be a connection there. So let's uh, dive a little more into this. Let's start with the most common Claire. So clairvoyance, this is the one that everybody has heard of right? Well, most people have heard of. If you've heard any of the clairs, you've heard of clairvoyance, and that means clear seeing. Uh, Clairvoyance is a French word, meaning clear vision or clear seeing. The definitions vary greatly on this, so uh, do your own research. I wasn't able to uh, make sure that it was one or the other, so that's why I'm including both, clear vision or clear seeing. I do know, though, from my research that in old French, the word was primarily used to describe a clear-sighted person um, as in sensible or responsible, somebody that has a clear understanding of the situation, like a level-headed person. Um, It wasn't really used to describe the psychic sense, clairvoyance, um, until the mid-19th century when spiritualism started becoming popular. So clairvoyance, clear seeing, is the ability to see beyond our physical capabilities. When you're experiencing clairvoyance, you will be seeing things in your mind's eye. So you're going to be using your, what you might think of as as your imagination, right? You're going to be seeing pictures inside your head, not in front of you. And that's kind of what I want to clarify on. 
because anybody can see things in front of them. There are people that are more sensitive that are probably going to be seeing more physical things, but that's the difference between clairvoyance and physical manifestation. When you see something literally physically in front of you, I believe that that something has taken on enough energy to physically manifest itself so that you can physically see it. Whereas clairvoyance typically refers to uh, sight that you would see, again, inside your mind's eye. So you might see uh, pictures or colors or movies sometimes it can look like little snippets of just little flashes of things I get um, I also get colors too I get shapes too sometimes when I'm doing meditation I definitely see also when I'm doing Reiki I kind of wonder if what I'm seeing is spirit but I see like little blobs of sometimes they're white sometimes they're gray looking I don't know it's kind of it's kind of like in a grayscale. It's not in full color when I see this. And I see it as literally just like little blobs going bloop, bloop, like right in front of me. I don't know, kind of like swimming around uh, with your eyes closed. It's very interesting. But anytime that I start seeing that, I start getting information from my other clear senses. So that's that's why I believe that I'm seeing spirit in that sense um, because of the just the evidence that have has followed after that starts. <laughs> but I've also seen pictures of people and like things that have happened that I've been able to uh, verify with my sitter, the person that I've been reading. Uh, and that's what it's all about is evidence, right? Is trying to bring forth the evidential information. That's how you know that you were not crazy and that's how your sitter knows that they're communicating with the person that they want to communicate with. Um, it's important. These things, our clairs help us deliver these evidential, this evidential information for our sitters. So more about clairvoyance. Let's see here. Chakras. Okay. Chakras, I'm just going to go a tiny, tiny bit into chakras. But chakras are basically, they're energy points within our body. They are little wheels that spin. So if your chakras are off, they coincide with your physical body. So if your crown chakra is off, you might be experiencing anxiety um your crown is supposed to be the closest connection the closest chakra you have to your uh, spiritual to source uh to your inner source your innermost being so people will get like a sense of anxiety and things like that when they're their chakras off because that connection is not as good as it should be uh, but anyways, we're talking about the third eye chakra because that's, I actually think that clear, any of the clears are, I mean, anytime you work on your crown chakra, you're going to be improving your, any of the clears because 
the crown chakra is associated with all of them as well as the third eye chakra. So, so if you want to work on clairvoyance and you want to work on opening these chakras that will help you further develop your clairvoyance, you might want to work on your third eye chakra, opening that and opening your crown chakra. Uh, good crystals to use when you're doing that kind of work are going to be uh, white stones or clear or purple. Um, those are the colors that are associated with those two chakras, uh, like clear uh, selenite or amethyst. Labradorite is not clear or purple. It's actually well, it's like multiple colors, but it's kind of a blue, bluish e stone. But, you know, when you uh, kind of move it around in the light, it's green and, and gold and all sorts of pretty colors, depending on what kind of, you know, what Labrador you have. But Labradorite is, has been known to help activate your third eye chakra. So that's a good stone to use. Also, the blue lapis lazali, lazali, lazali. I don't know. It looks like lazuli, but I try. I looked up the pronunciation, and supposedly it's laz lazuli, which I'm butchering, I'm sure, with my Minnesota accent. <clears throat> it's a very pretty blue crystal that will also is also known to help open your third eye chakra. It's supposed to be very very strong. I don't have one of those yet. I should get one. They're very very pretty. I was looking at pictures of crystals. <laughs> Really late last night. Um, all right. And on to, let's see, Claire. Uh, so clairvoyance, again, too, uh, with any of your clairs, you, it's up to you to intuitively interpret what these symbols, what these things mean to you. And once you figure out what they mean to you, you'll be able to figure out what they mean. Well, it'll be easier for you to connect the dots uh, when you're ex explaining it to the sitter. Me right now, I'm so early on in my development that when I start uh, busting out information, I just start describing exactly what I'm seeing while I'm seeing it. Um, or if I get like a flash of something, again, I just try to ex explain exactly what I'm seeing while I'm seeing or, or very quickly after I'm seeing it to try and get the message across as clearly and as authentically as possible. But with any of these practice right practice 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 ah we all need to practice more i need to practice more uh clear audience clear hearing oh this is a fun one this is the one that scares the crap out of me i know um oh, well physical manifestation scares the crap out of everybody too but again i don't think that that's clairvoyance i think that that's just something physically manifesting itself in front of you so anybody that's not actively working on their clairvoyance is going to be able to see something um, that's physically in front of you. But not everybody sees it. So, you know, I get that you have to be a little bit open to see those things. But most people are a little bit open. Even if you don't maybe think you're open, you're probably a little bit open. Open enough that if you go to a certain place with the best kind of energy or you're holding on, to a certain amount of extra energy, something else, anything else that is able to grab a hold of that and physically manifest itself, you will see. You will see if you're open, even a little bit. So, um, so clairvoyance itself isn't very scary because, you know, you're kind of controlling it, right? You're 
hopefully. Oh, I should have said this at the beginning too. If anybody is trying to develop their Claire's or and trying to develop a connection, a relationship with spirit, please. I don't have much advice to give, but my only advice would be to learn how to turn it down right away. Because I think it's easy to turn it on and to shut it off. I think it's real easy to do that. Uh, They have boundaries. You have to have boundaries as well. And you have to make your boundaries clear. So when I say that, I, I mean crystal clear. Whether that means out loud or in your head, it doesn't matter. Spirit can hear you, whether you're thinking it or saying it. But your intentions need to be clear. And you need to develop those boundaries early on. Or you're going to be completely overwhelmed. And it's going to start... It's going to... Fear is going to start coming up, and this should not be something that comes out of fear. There should, there should be love and 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 light and happiness. I know I'm going to be that way. Yes, but that's what source is. That's what spirit is. It should not be scary or evil. That's that's not been my experience. So if that's something you're experiencing, that means that your volume is too high and you're not ready to filter it out which who is when it's all coming at you, but I'll just give you a little example. So when I first started developing here, um, I was experimenting with a few things and uh, meditating and trying to, um, I kept saying, you know, I'm open to receive these messages. And as soon as not even saying it, not even saying it in my head before consciously being aware of that I was already opening myself up just being more curious into this uh the more you listen to these things the more you're gonna start sorry the more you listen to stuff like this the more you start to read into these things you're gonna start noticing other things your your clairs are gonna start uh ramping up a little bit um so for me I started seeing the shadows out of the corner of my eye all the time. Um, I started seeing, I hate it because I love true crime just like anybody else does. And I can't listen to it anymore because it gives me too much anxiety. I am way more scared of of an actual person breaking into my home and something bad happened than with any kind of spirit. Because as far as I'm concerned, I have good boundaries. That spirit can't do anything to me. Enough said, right? But a person Though I can physically fight off a person, it doesn't mean I'm going to win. I don't know what kind of odds I have going into that situation, and I'd just rather not be. So so I'm at home. I'm starting to develop and definitely more open and not realizing I should be making these boundaries, you know, drawing the line in the sand. And I'm seeing things out of the corner of my eye. I'm seeing somebody run down the stairs. I live in a split-level house. My house is split-level. So that means that when you walk in the door, you can go upstairs. There's like a little foyer. You can go upstairs right to the living room, blah, blah, blah. Or you can go downstairs to the basement. So I'd be in the kitchen, and I would see somebody running down the stairs right into the basement. And I'd stop what I was doing and grab whatever sharp, big object is next to me and run downstairs like, who's in my house, you know? 
Nobody's going to come in here while I'm cooking dinner, you know, with my kid. I don't freaking think so. I'm not getting murdered. And um, I started seeing it all the time and nobody would be down there. And I started realizing that it wasn't, obviously, I knew right away that it wasn't a person, an actual person in my house. But gosh, every time you see it, you think there's somebody there and there's nobody there. And that's, ugh, I, I didn't like that. And you know what? Nobody would like that, right? And then I started seeing, I started feeling animals more, uh, specifically, I believe, animals that I've had in my childhood that have passed. And my, you know, parents, my mom loves animals. And we had a lot of animals in the house growing up, always have. And so, I mean, you start thinking about it. We had, uh, I mean, quite a few animals that have passed. And... <laughs> excuse me. And I started feeling like things like brushing up against my leg that weren't there. And I started realizing it's it's animals like just rushing around and I'm just feeling all their energy because I'm, I'm turning myself on and I'm crank the volume is cranked up. And I'm not doing anything about it. I'm not telling it to stop. It's freaking me out. But I'm not really I'm not, again, making my boundaries clear. And I I don't think that our loved ones want to scare us. I know that they don't want to scare us. And they don't know that they're doing that. They think, hey, I'm open for business. I'm ready for some messages. So they're there giving you messages. They don't know what too much is for you. Only you know what too much is for you. So at any point in time, when too much is too much, you can just say, no, thank you. And again, be clear about it. You know, not whatever you want to do. If you want to literally envision a little volume dial turning down, if you want to envision a big bubble around you and nobody's allowed in your bubble, uh, you can say this is, you can have conditions. You can say, this is my house. I don't want anybody in my house. This is my room. I don't want anybody in my room. Um, this next one, Claire Audience, what can be startling about it is that while clairvoyance, you see kind of, in your mind, well, in your mind's eye, maybe with your eyes closed, whatnot, it's it's there, okay? It's inside, right? It's not physically in front of you. With clear audience, you can hear things, You can, and most commonly, you hear your name. And uh, I know many people that have had experiences where they've heard their name called, and it's because somebody's trying to say, hey, hi, like, I know you can hear me, so I'm saying hi, right? And... And what's frustrating about that is it comes out of nowhere. And it literally is just like, Alicia, you know, just right in your ear, like right there, like somebody whispering, yelling it in your ear. Um, and I've had, I've been woken up from it and that's not okay. And that's a boundary that you can definitely lay down. Do not wake me while I am sleeping. I am a, I'm in a physical body. I still have a physical existence to live every day, which means I need so many hours of sleep to function. So you guys are doing great in wherever you're floating in the ether. Come and go as you please. Time is not a thing for you. Well, time's still a thing for me. So respect it. Okay. And they will. They'll go the fuck away. They will. And um, the ones that don't go away, or something or something wrong there maybe you need to go seek some outside help there
but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to focus on the positivity here. I'm going to say 99% of the time, if you say, get the fuck out, I don't want to hear you. You're not here for my highest good. Buzz off, right? They're going to go away. Most of the people that are trying to get your attention are people that know you, that love you, and they they don't want to piss you off. And if they don't know you and they're just other people trying to get a message across to someone else, again, they still don't want to piss you off because you're their signal. You're their phone line, right? So draw those ba- those lines in the sand. Have boundaries. Be clear about them. It's important. So with clear audience, again, you'll hear, you could hear voices out loud. You could hear your name being called, things like that. Uh, you're not going to hear uh, voices telling you to do bad things. Uh, to yourself or other people, <clears throat> if that's happening to you, that's not spirit. And you might want to go ahead and um, maybe get yourself some mental health uh, help. <clears throat> but you can hear voices inside your head, which and in your own voice is what you're typically going to hear. So when you're meditating and you're speaking to spirit guides or you're trying to communicate with spirit, um, when I get messages from spirit and I hear words, I do hear, I hear words that might not be my words. And that's how I know that it's not my own thoughts. Uh, but I do hear it, it in my own voice. And also sometimes in my own language, verbiage, insert correct word here, uh, the way that I would speak, the language that I would use, the slang that I would use, right? Uh, Sometimes it, it does come in, you know, and I think that that's because they want to communicate as clearly as possible. So they're going to communicate with you a way that you're going to understand. And that's, you're going to see that that's going to be true throughout all the clairs. Whenever you're trying to connect with, with spirit or source or your spirit guides, entities, deities, uh, whatever you're trying to communicate with, when it comes from a positive place of love it's they're gonna try their best to help you understand because they want you to get that message they want you to get that message so clear audience though it can be a little freaky sometimes again easy to turn off you know tell them i don't wake me up don't be yelling in my ear that's not okay just be firm about it And if you want to work on developing this, uh, the chakras that you want to work on are going to be your third eye, surprise, surprise, uh, or your ear chakra, which is in the same area. You know, your third eye is in between your eyebrows, like your forehead area. So it's your ears are in the same area. So (laughs) as far as chakras go, if you're looking at uh, like a diagram of how the chakras lay out on the body. The third eye and the ear chakras are on the same level. So you're going to, so working with either or are going to help you develop, further develop your clear audience. And again, those, some of the crystals, if you want to work on that, are going to be the Labradorite and the Blue Lapis Lazuli. 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 Ooh. I don't, I know I screwed that up. Anyways, 
And on to the next one. Ooh, clear cognizance. This is a fun one. Also kind of hard to explain. So clear cognizance, clear cognizance is clear knowing. So think of it like an instant download. You know things in real time. Like, okay, here's my here's my fun example. So clairvoyance, when you're sitting, when you have a sitter and you're doing a reading, with clairvoyance, you might be seeing a picture of a pie. And you might say, did, did grandma make pie? And your sitter would say, oh, grandma used to make this apple pie. She was famous for it. Like, everybody loved her apple pie. So clairvoyance, you see the pie in your mind. Claircognizance, you just know. Grandma made the pie. You might just like literally it like comes. I, I didn't realize that I was experiencing this until I started researching this. I kind of associated claircognizance with clairvoyance and, and clear, clear audience. I guess I just assumed I was getting pictures and hearing things and putting them together. But really, no, there were times where I have had sitters where I just it literally just comes out like word vomit. Like you're having a conversation. I, I always start out in kind of a meditative state. I have my eyes closed so I can see my pictures because that is my strongest clair is clairvoyance. It's really easy for me to see things. They just come very easily for me. So I tend to close my eyes and focus on that and go to that. And then when I start getting into it and I start explaining what I'm seeing, I'll open my eyes, you know, I'll start having the conversation with the sitter where we're trying to confirm what I'm seeing or not, not confirming, not everything's right, obviously, or I'm interpreting it not correctly sometimes. Um, so we're having a conversation, my eyes are open, I'm not seeing things. And then all of a sudden things just start, I just start saying things. And that's clear cognizance. That's just it's just like that fast. It's just instant. It just starts rolling. It's just coming and coming, coming and coming, coming and coming. And where's it coming from? It's coming from spirit. It's coming from source. But it just comes. You just know. And maybe you've already experienced this. Maybe you can think of a time where you just knew something and then it was. And then you found out later that that you knew that like that. How did you know that? I don't know. I just knew it, right? claircognizance. It's really cool. It's so cool. And that's associated with the crown chakra. Again, working on your third eye chakra is not going to be a bad thing either. Will always help. But this one's more associated with crown chakra. Again, you can go with purple or clear here. Uh, so clear quartz selenite for crystals and amethyst are really good. Ah, and on to clear sentience or clear feeling. So this could be emotions and physical feelings. So I, this is also one of my very, very strong, this might be my strongest now. Clairsentience was not one of my strong, well, maybe it was, I guess the more you think about it, I'll explain. Anywho, really feel it now. It's gotten much stronger over the years since I started doing Reiki in Reiki, you typically do a body scan with your hands. Um, you know, Reiki is laying of the hand. So you are uh, typically putting your hands on the person and feeling for blockages. And the first feeling I ever got 
when I started doing this stuff was like tingling in my hands, kind of, uh, kind of like a, like when your foot falls asleep, you know, when something falls asleep, kind of like that, but stronger, more like a vibration, um, or a pulsating, if you will, like a really strong heartbeat, maybe in your hand, it's kind of hard to explain, but when you feel it, you feel it. And, uh, I intuitively leaned into that with Reiki because I would be able, you know, you start scanning over somebody's body and your hand starts pulsating over certain areas. Oh, does your knee hurt? Yeah. Great. I'm going to continue to lean into this and to, and to work with this. And that is uh, clear sentience. Now you can also, so you can feel that you can also, if you're doing a reading, if you're doing a mediumship reading with a sitter, you may also get uh, physical feelings from spirit. Uh, things that they may have experienced. Again, this is evidential. This is for the sitter to know that they're communicating with the person that they're trying to communicate with. So they might say, you know, they might give me, unfortunately, I've had uh, pain in my neck and then found out uh, that the person that passed away hung themselves. And it... It manifests itself in in different ways again like that so oh my goodness did i say hung i meant hanged i think it's hanged anyways so i physically felt things where the person would have felt something very like when i do reiki on somebody else uh, also Clear sentience could be like temperature changes. So maybe it feels like it got really cold in the room and the temperature didn't actually change, you know, getting the chills, um, you know, getting the like the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, goosebumps everywhere. That's clear sentience. Feeling like you're not alone, you know, uh, feeling the presence of spirit like some have you ever felt like somebody's staring at you and then turned around and confirmed that somebody was definitely staring at you that's clairsentience and that is probably the biggest one that everybody doesn't realize they're working with because you're feeling things all the time and you're interpreting those feelings along with the other senses that you may be experiencing. So it's really cool and pay attention to that. It's worth noting. Uh, it Pay attention to how you feel. That will help you with all of, all of your clairs as well. Just paying attention to how your body responds to things can be very, very helpful. All right, and our last two clairs, clear aliens, clear smelling, that one's so fun. Okay, so I have a quick little story about this one. I've only experienced, well, maybe I, okay, I've, I've experienced this a couple of times. Uh, I've smelled like smoke. That's a big one. Cigarette smoke when nobody around me is smoking and there's no, whatever. By myself in the house, I smell cigarette smoke. Um, okay, you know, that's a fun, it's just, it's so interesting to just smell random things that aren't there that you know aren't there. And, but my fun little story is when I was doing a reading 
uh, for a sitter and I started getting pictures and immediately as soon as I started getting pictures I smelled cotton candy and I said I smell cotton candy and come to find out the person that I was communicating with she loved the state fair and met her husband at the state fair so I thought it was just so great she showed me lots of pictures too confirming this you know of like different things at the state fair but but I got to smell the cotton candy like I was there and it was it didn't it didn't leave my nose for the whole reading it was so cool uh if anything I hope I get more of that I hope it's good smells though I you can keep the stinky smells I don't really need those but cotton candy I'll smell that all day long and the last one that we're gonna talk about anyways there are a couple more if you want to go into it people kind of just keep adding to the list but these are the main six that I'm going to go over today. So our last one is Claire Gustin's, and that is clear tasting. And uh, pretty self-explanatory as well. You'll taste things that aren't in your mouth. <laughs> you know, maybe that apple pie that we were talking about earlier, you might taste apple pie. I taste apple pie. I have not experienced Claire Gustin's, but I'm crossing my fingers that one day I get that for a good one too. Again, let's keep the nasty tastes out of there, out of my mouth. I don't, can you, are you able to, to say no thank you, you know, ahead of time? Is there like a little filter I can put on my intuition? We'll only accept pleasant smells and tastes. I think there should be. So anyways, in closing, remember, if you're developing, if that's something you're interested in doing, learn how to turn down your volume. Learn how to do that right away. It's different for everyone. You just have to trust yourself. Intuitively, you'll find out what works for you. But try. Don't just leave yourself open all the time. It's going to deplete you, deplete you of your energy. It's going to make you anxious. It might make you more well it's going to make you more fearful it might make you upset and depressed and those things those are not the kind of relationships we want to have with spirit and source we want to have good relationships so part of good relationships are setting boundaries good healthy relationships have healthy boundaries so your healthy relationship with spirit source should also have healthy boundaries thank you guys so much for listening again to my ramblings I appreciate it so much. And next week, we, oh yeah. Oh, another one more thing to say. Again, with the boundaries. It's okay to tell them to fuck off. Okay, please do. Please do. And don't be afraid that the connection will go away. Because it will never go away. That connection is always there. Even when it's all the way turned down, it's still there. So don't don't be afraid that if you tell everybody to fuck off that they're going to like go away forever. They won't. They're all still fucking there. Let me tell you. They're all still there waiting. They're waiting for you to say, okay, you can come in now. Because. Because. They just are. <laughs> they love it. They want to tell us that they're okay. They want to tell us that there's more than this. You know, and to not be so afraid and to experience life the way that it's supposed to be experienced. 
which is with love and to have fun and to hopefully grow a little bit in the process. Okay. All right. Now I'm done. I'll get off that soapbox. Okay. So next week, next week, we are going to take a little looksies into spiritualism. Yay! In the United States in the early 20th century, including, ready, wait for it, Harry Houdini, who was... Well, we'll talk more about Harry Houdini, but if you know Harry Houdini is involved in, in this in the spiritualism, not in a not for spiritualism, but he's very heavily involved in the spiritual spiritualism movement in the United States in the early 20th century. And uh, he uh, we're gonna talk about him and his friendship and then later feud with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes, Sir Arthur. Conan Doyle, the one that wrote Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yes, I didn't know this. They were friends. Then they were enemies. Oh, it's such a cool story. We'll be talking about it next week. So remember, as we leave here today, to listen to yourself and keep following your true north, okay? I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.